Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissist actors, directors, and producers. Here, we'll laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does, and they've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. Today, we're going to talk about my celebrity crushes. Now, I'm doing this episode without May because May is a little more of uh, an introvert, and she doesn't want to share her celebrity crushes, which is totally fine, and I respect that. But I, on the other hand, have no problem sharing my celebrity crushes. So today, we're going to talk about a couple of my celebrity crushes from each of the decades, because they do change. You'll notice that there is maybe a, a consistent streak through my crushes, perhaps both in their acting styles, but in their look. But part of Cinema Rag is to analyze movies and talk a little gossip and, let's be honest, objectify these actors and actresses because they wouldn't be famous, the large majority of them, unless they were nice on the eyes. Uh, it's special on the female side, whereas you can see male actors throughout history that perhaps are not the best looking because they compensate with other qualities, typically humor, if you, if you think of the most famous comedians of the past. But certainly now, even with people like Seth Rogen or, or Ray Romano or Kevin James, they can be unattractive because they're funny. But for females... It's, it's a little harder. For every Amy Schumer, you're going to have a thousand beautiful starlets that are essentially only famous, mostly because they look good. You can be a great actress, but uh, you're typically not going to get a lot of roles unless you're a character actress. So if you look at someone perhaps like you know Felicity Huffman, but even when she was younger, she was relatively attractive. Perhaps someone like... Meryl Streep, but even Meryl Streep was attractive. Maybe Kathy Bates, I think, is a good example of, of a woman that perhaps is not nice on the eyes, but given her acting ability, she's been able to get roles. But either way, let's talk about some of my celebrity crushes. So let's start with the 90s because uh, that's when I started having crushes on women. And so my big crush in the mid-90s was Kate Winslet, or as James Cameron called him, called her on the set of Titanic. Kate whines a lot. Well, you could see why she'd be whining a lot. That was a rough set. Kate Winslet, I liked for a couple of reasons. One, uh, she has that kind of look that I like, and uh, you'll see this kind of reoccurring. But I do have a propensity to like British actresses, and I like actresses that are typically pale, colored-eyed, and somewhat tall. But Kate Winslet, for the college guy in me, had the one thing that I loved, which was she always showed her body nude. Now, again, this is not a big high criteria at all, but when you're young, this is important. So if you look early in her career, Heavenly Creatures was her breakout role. That was the the Jackson, the Peter Jackson movie before he really got famous with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. That kind of gave her other roles. So after that, she was in Sense and Sensibility, Ang Lee's treatment of Jane Austen. And then she did movies like Hamlet, Kenneth Branagh's treatment, where she was topless. You look at Holy Smoke. This was a movie with Harvey Keitel. So if you know Keitel's in it, you know there's going to be sex. Where she is 
in a cult and he is a deprogrammer so he's hired by the family to kidnap her and deprogram her at some remote house and of course hijinks ensue winslet's probably most famous scene in this movie is that she urinates on herself but there is some graphic sex in that uh, you also look later in her career if you look at little children if you look at the reader but certainly early in her career she was showing uh, the body if you look at her her version of Jude from Hardy, the old 19th century, I want to say Thomas Hardy, but that's the actor. Uh, they did the, a, a movie adaptation of Jude the Obscure, and she is nude in that. So for young Gregory, it's Amit. <laughs> pretty girl, she's showing nudity. So I did have a crush on Winslet. Winslet's actually had a pretty salacious personal life. She, along with Kate Hudson, who is not on this list, she was on my list of overrated actresses under the age of 50, I do not think Kate Winslet's overrated. I think she's actually quite a gifted actress, and she has never taken acting classes. She didn't go to BAFTA or any of these places, or, or I'm sorry, uh, RADA or any of these uh, official schools of acting. She never did any of those. She uh, has had three children from three different men. She was married at a very young age when she did the movie that takes place in Morocco. Uh, and it's not Holy Smoke, it's the uh, other one, where uh, she married like a, an assistant producer and she had a child with that man. And that child probably at this point is in mid-20s. I wonder if she's in acting at all. And then she had a child with Sam Mendes, the famous director, and who she uh, was directed by in, in her follow-up with DiCaprio, Revolutionary Road, which is a depressing depiction of marriage. Good movie, but de depressing. And then she is with uh, Rock and Roller, I think Jane, Ned Rock and Roller, and she had a kid with him. So interesting personal life. The other 90s creature that I liked is American, Heather Graham. I loved Heather Graham. Heather Graham was like all American beauty. If you think of when she came out in Swingers, and then probably late 90s was her peak with Bowfinger and Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Just gorgeous, right? Blonde, blue-eyed, doe face. And my typical archetypal look is I like women who look like the ingenue, who look like the ingenue. So just kind of sweet, innocent, classical, beautiful features and tend to be pale. So Heather Graham fits that. Now, I don't think Heather Graham is that great of an actress. As you can see, borne out in her film roles, and she does have some comedic talent. You saw her career kind of go nowhere in the early knots, and then she was in the Hangover movies, but really hasn't done much uh, aside from kind of her peak 90s because, again, she was beautiful but not a good actress. And uh, because of that, you didn't really see her be able to parlay a long career, unlike someone like Cameron Diaz, who was very beautiful. She's not on my list, she was not one of my crushes who was very beautiful, but did actually have some acting and comedic talent, I would say. Certainly not dramatic if you see her in Gangs of New York. So Graham was beautiful, loved Graham. Now let's go to the early knots. So early knots, uh, I would say Kira Knightley was a big crush of mine. Kira Knightley kind of epitomizes what I really like in, in my celebrity crushes. British, pale, skinny, ingenue so if you look at her bend it like beckham of course she's very young but later in love actually which is kind of her breakout pirates of the caribbean and then she did many many period movies most famous for pride and prejudice which her hair is a little darker than what i like but if you look 
she's just a gorgeous woman and she's a great actress. And the thing I like about Knightley as well is that she's really had a private life that's been very private. She is not really in the tabloids at all. She is married and she has had a couple kids, but most people wouldn't know that about Knightley. And Knightley, just given her natural beauty, is aging very well. I, I believe she's not even 40 yet. And she doesn't do a lot of acting as much as she used to, maybe because she's raising her kids, but also you know, the wall is undefeated, unfortunately, and as women get older, they get less roles. But she's the type who will end up being like other famous British actresses like Amalda Stoughton and Helen Mirren, who will get roles as she gets older. Another early 2000s crush was Kate Beckinsale. I remember Kate Beckinsale first probably from Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing, which I love that movie. I think it's just sheer exuberance and joy. And uh, that was pre-plastic surgery. But uh, I think Beckinsale, I remember from her also from Whit Stillman's movie uh, Last Days of Disco that she did with Chloe Sevignon and uh, pre-plastic surgery as well. But I think she really reached her peak of beauty, perhaps in Pearl Harbor is one of her, probably I would think her breakout role for the American audience the Michael Bay movie with Ben Affleck. And she is just a naturally beautiful woman. I'm not a big fan of brunettes as a whole. You'll see that there's going to be some brunettes on this list, but I'm more of a fan of the dirty blonde or the blonde hair. But I do think just Kate Beckinsale is quite gorgeous. Her pers- her personal life is interesting. She was had a child with Michael Sheehan, the Welsh actor. And, I mean, most recently, a few years ago, I was dating, dating Pete Davidson and a couple of younger guys so she's definitely in her cougar mode you still see her doing some acting she does i mean i don't know how many underworld movies has she done but as a whole she's she's not really in the kind of in the zeitgeist another this would be late 2000s would be and i would throw two people in the late 2000s early 2010s this would be marion cotillard i mentioned marion cotillard in the episode i did with may on I think it was talking about, oh, talking about Allied. So on the Brad Pitt part two episode, I think Cotillard is probably most famous for doing the the movie Love Young Roles. I think she got Academy Award for that. I think she just has a very unique beauty. She's also someone who is kind of brunette. Just unique eyes, unique face. She did that movie, A Good Year, with Russell Crowe. And I, and I like that movie because it's anytime you, you put a movie in rural Europe, I'm going to like it. And it's Russell Crowe not being the typical Russell Crowe. And she's just gorgeous in that. I just I just find her to be beautiful. Another one from that period beat Amy Adams. Amy Adams is very American. Very She's Mormon, Mormon blood. And with her breakout role in, I think, Junebug. And then you look at um, the Disney movie, which is escaping me right now, which she just filmed recently the sequel to. I know it's going to come to me later on. But then later on, you know, Adams is an interesting character because she was in Cruel Intentions 2 back in the early 2000s, the follow-up to the Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philippe vehicle, and didn't really do much until, uh, until Enchanted. There you go. I knew it was going to come to my head. Until she did Enchanted. And then she had an interesting role because you thought maybe she was just going to do rom-coms. And she does. She has, like, leap year but she did a lot of prestige movies. She did the David O. Russell movies. You look at, she did Doubt with Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the greatest actors of her generation. 
And she really built a career, Paul Thomas Anderson, she did a movie with him regarding, uh, well, loosely based, The Master, loosely based on L. Ron Hubbard. And she's really was able to build a career on her acting chops. Now, I don't know if she has acting chops per se, but it's interesting that given that she is kind of a, a beauty, a classic beauty, that she was able to parlay that beauty into getting good roles and being a serious actress. So kudos to her. Now in the 2010s, Blake Lively. Now Blake Lively is somebody that I do find attractive. I think her breakout was Sister of the Traveling Pants. I think she was 18 when she did that movie. And I, you really can't say she's had a big film career. I think, you know, I could count on my one hand memorable movies that she did like uh, Age of Adeline, which I think is probably her best acting movie, to be honest. Um, you could see her in the movie that she met her husband, Ryan Reynolds, in, and the green, I always get these mixed up, it's the Green Hornet. One of them's the, the South Rogan vehicle. I think it's Green Lantern. He did, no, yeah, he was in Green Lantern. And then The Town, the Ben Affleck movie, where I, I think she does a poor job doing a Southie accent. And... Yeah, I mean, what else? She did that movie with the exceedingly annoying Anna Kendrick a few years ago. Uh, she just is not that great of an actress, but she's beautiful, tall and so forth. And now she's currently uh, pregnant with his fourth kid. And uh, I, I could see that relationship lasting. In terms of personal life, she was with DiCaprio. As you know, DiCaprio only only uh, dates 25-year-olds or younger. And so he dated her when she was probably around 2021 before uh, she got with Reynolds, who, if you don't know, Ryan Reynolds was married to Scarlett Johansson prior to to Blake Lively. And I think that's a massive upgrade for him. So I think Ryan, Blake Lively's attractive. And their Instagram is really cute. You can tell they have a good marriage and they kind of have this self-effacing humor. And it's great. You know, she has a big family. She's only, I think, 35 and she already has her fourth kid. And she comes from a big family. And so I think that's great. Someone else from the early 2000s or from the 2010s that I really like is Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson probably isn't that well known. She's a half Swedish, half British actress. I first learned of her when she was on the Stars TV show, The White White Queen, I think was the first one. I get White Queen and White Princess mixed up. Uh, White Queen is um, essentially about the War of the Roses, so it's a late 15th century show. And then she's probably most famous for being Elsa in the Mission Impossible movies, the late Mission Impossible movies, so like Fallout, for example. Um, again, she's got freckles, she's got brown hair, she's tall, she's graceful. She's a pretty good actress. She's also was the, the mother in Dune, uh, the Denis Villeneuve movie that came out last year. I just liked her, especially 10 years ago. Someone else from the 2010s that I like quite a bit is Amanda Seyfried. I think Amanda Seyfried has that kind of quintessential Botticelli face, just the big, big blue eyes, and just I just find her to be very attractive. She's typically shorter than the woman that I like. I think she's probably the shortest woman of, out of all of these that I've mentioned uh, so far, but I just think she has a naturally beautiful face. I think she's probably most famous for the Mamma Mia movies, and she does sing, uh, clearly from Mamma Mia. She was in Le Miserable. Uh, she also, I think she probably looks the best in Letters to Juliet. I think her, her kind of the peak of her, well, she, I think she has two phases. She's currently in the second phase of her career, but the first phase was just the ingenue, the beautiful girl. So about 10 years ago, she was doing a lot of the, um, 
the guy who wrote the notebook, all kind of like Nicholas Sparks. So she did a Nicholas Sparks movie. She did Letters to Juliet. She did Red Riding Hood. She did that movie Chloe, where with uh, with Liam Neeson, and it was mostly just movies about her being pretty. Of course, she was a Mean Girl. She's one of the plastics in Mean Girls. That was kind of her her break. But then. She's, she's kind of at a resurgence the last few years in that now she's being considered to be an actually good actress. She is married. She has two kids. She married Thomas Adowski, who is mostly probably famous for television and doing some Broadway. They live in a, ran- a farm up somewhere near New York. And uh, she was in the recent The Dropout, the Hulu show, and I, I believe she won an Emmy for that. And she got a lot of kind of good props for being in um, Mank, the movie about uh, early 20th century uh, director. And she also got some, some love for some other kind of prestige stuff. So she, at the beginning of her career, was not really known for being a, quote, good actress. But now she is being considered to be a good actress. 2020, so... I would say I, I really like Elle Fanning. Uh, now, she is the sister of Dakota Fanning. I think Elle Fanning is more attractive. She is taller than Dakota Fanning. And she kind of has that look. I mean, she is like the second generation Nicole Kidman in that she's very pale. Very, very pale. And I think she's a great actress. She has done some period movies. Uh, she did the one, uh, Mary Shelley, for example. She's probably... I, I would suppose most famous for being on the show The Great, which has to do with Catherine the Great, which is on Hulu. And I love Catherine the Great because I love history. I'm a big fan of Russian and Spanish history in particular. My master's actually was in pre-revolutionary Russian history. So anything that has to do with Catherine the Great, I love. If you want to know a deep dive into something, Catherine Zeta-Jones got her breakout role before Zorro for doing a BBC adaptation of Catherine the Great back in the early 90s, mid-90s. But I, I like Elle Fanning. I just find her to be attractive. Uh, she's very pale and blue-eyed. And another, another pale, super pale, is the, the Nordic goddess Anya Taylor-Joy, who's probably famous most for being in The Queen's Gambit, the Netflix show. And now she's done some movies like uh, The Northmen. And uh, we'll see how, what her movie career is like. But again, just kind of the, the, the striking eyes, the, the pale skin. And I think she does have some acting chops. She was in, I think her breakout role was The Witch, which is a movie that I have not seen. She just has a very unique face. So in closing, this is an exceedingly shallow episode where I'm essentially objectifying the women that I like. But look, let's be real. Any of you guys who are listening to this have your celebrity crushes, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, you have your, your, your crushes. And any women who are listening to this uh, you have certain celebrities that you crush on too. I, I know quite a lot of women who like, for example, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. So the Chris's, but not Chris Pat, Pratt, apparently. But so, I mean, look, we're, we're human. We're attracted to beauty, whatever that beauty is. And so I just want to do an episode on my celebrity crushes. And I appreciate you uh, listening to this episode. Guys, until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.